At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome to Ruined. Um, this is Hallie. And this is Allison. And this is a, a, a podcast where we ruined a horror movie just for you. Just for you. Hallie, uh, what's new? Um, oh, boy. Um, I was going to try to pretend like we hadn't seen each other, but we just recorded um, yeah. uh, uh, Insidious uh, moments before this. So what's new with me? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, I'm going to see Jaws. I'm going to see uh, the, uh, one of the AMCs is playing like a remastered version of Jaws Ooh, tonight. So I'm going to go. It's great. It's a movie I've seen. I. It's a thriller. It's not <laughs> horror. Uh, but it is good. It is uh, what I love. What I do love about Jaws is that, like, it is a, a there's an easy solution, and the solution is don't go in the water. And yet, you know we're we're gonna go in the water, Alice. You can't stay off the beaches on a holiday weekend in New England. I'm sorry, like you're doing it. There's some fabulous fashion (laughs) in it. I will say, all of the men are wearing like outfits I would like to be wearing. It's like perfectly worn in sweatshirts and like the right length cutoffs for like what I would like to be wearing. Damn, that's really funny. Men of the 70s really dressed how women of 2022 mm-hmm. um, of a certain style tend a to A plunging dress. V. Yeah, a plunging yes, V. a plunging V, a nice, like, kind of transitional jacket. Um, how are you doing, Elsa? What's new with you? I do have to go to the dentist tomorrow. Oh, and I Lord. am really Your eternal enemy. Well, not... people who stole your identity and then the dentist. Yes, and then dentist. It's, yeah, identity theft and then dentist. Um, Is this just a regular or you think maybe— I'm just getting we... a cleaning, but I'm, like, pretty confident there's, like, at least a cavity lurking around in there. Damn, uh, these I have, teeth— like, one or two sensitive teeth where I'm like, hey, that's probably oh, sorry. not— sorry. Which is why I was like, let me get in there now while I have a minute— Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, performing at night um, as often. So I can, like, take a couple days if I need a root canal again, which I really, knock on wood, hope I do not have. I just don't understand why the dentist is still, like, so medieval. And yeah. every other medicine, like, they, when I had my spine surgery, they put a bunch of metal in and glued me back together. And, like, yeah, it was not as traumatizing as, like, having one cavity filled. Yeah, it's Why just- am I awake? It's just, I think it's just bad evolution. It's like we shouldn't have little bones. I don't even really think they are bones, right? There's something else, but oh, yeah, we shouldn't they're not have something bones. like that exposed out of, out of our body. That was a huge no. mistake, and we have yet to figure out how to do it. And the world of the soda, seltzer, kombucha, the myriad of beverages that we have at our fingertips. Like you walk into Coffee, any, any grocery store, but like those like more like just stain your teeth. Like, soda and carbonated beverages and, right. like, our reliance on, like, I need a drink that isn't water, like, all day, which, like, we have, like, there's, like, 40 different, like, non-alcoholic, just yeah. different drinks that you can go buy in any store at this point. But, like, they're ruining our enamel. Devastating. 
but I right. love those things. I love stupid drinks. We all do. How else are we going to get through everything? It's we deserve our them. Drinks. There are little treats. Our dumb little treats. Our oh, dumb little Lord. Treats. So anyway, I'll end up reporting back the next time we record, which will be long after everybody is hearing this because it is a new month. And it is October, and we are celebrating a very special ruined holiday, which is Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Well, we were trying to think of a theme for Halloween, and I said, I think I've got it. Yeah. We're going to celebrate Halloween, and it's just movies I wanted to do that we haven't done yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which I think is a perfect theme for Halloween. Thank you. Yeah, just a minimal lift. I felt like, you know, I think we've earned it. Um, but I feel like there are so many movies that we talk about or that people request that, like, don't necessarily fall into, like, great themes that we have for months yes. that we have come up with. Like, you know, August, we had so many great summer camp movies, but we didn't get to do a lot of the movies that people write in and ask us about because they weren't summer camp or Thanksgiving camp movies. Right. Yeah, Thanksgiving. The only important Thanksgiving camp. And yes, of course, September, we did Haunted House. We could only get like one fraction of the Haunted House movies. Yeah. But this month, we I just said, hey, it's going to be a, um, a chef's choice, a dealer's Halloween. choice, uh, Halloween. And the first movie we're going to see is a movie that I remember seeing the poster of in like the movie store. The movie store, or local movie store, and then also a blockbuster eventually moved yes. in. So this was like a very evocative cover that you see. And I'm going to send the poster oh, here I on the see it. chat. Okay. Because I think when you click on it, um, if, if anyone hasn't seen it or if you're not watching the video of it, is imagine um, a mechanical hand um, it's under so the words buy or die. And the mechanical hand is holding a shopping bag full of chopped up human body parts, like an eyeball, a foot, a hand. And then through a rip in the bag is a woman's screaming face. And then underneath it, it says, the tagline of the film, half off is just the beginning. This is a dream poster for me. Also, like, I love that, like, it's an eye, an ear, a nose, a foot. Like, they're all kind of sticking out of the bag in the way that in a movie, somebody comes home from the grocery store with, like, a, a paper bag with, like, a baguette and celery. And it's, like, all, right. like, it's really evocative of, like, that. But I know this is shopping and not grocery shopping, but it's still, like, it has that vibe, which is so funny. And in in a way where it's like it implies that the the whatever the entity is, which we'll meet here in a middle minute, that they were shopping. They were shopping for disembodied human body parts. Right. And like hit and a that's sale. fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um also I want to read you the tagline on Amazon, but I realized when I press it, it might play a, a second of sound. No, no, I oh, it'll be fine. Okay. So here's the tagline. So I of course watched it on Shutter. If you have Shutter and you like watching the films. I feel like this is what you'll probably be able to do, but we'll get into it. Um, and the tagline is, in this slasher favorite, eight teenagers are trapped in a high-tech shopping mall pursued by killbots. Killbots. And Allison, the ease at which they use the word killbots in that right. is like, shocking all, to me. We're all familiar with killbots, as we should be. Of course, killbots. So, you know, I wanted to ask Allison, of course, we'd like to have her watch the trailer what are your thoughts about the trailer for Chopping Mall? I mean, truly, it's like, I'm like, oh, is this a horror movie based on Mall Madness? Like, this just has Mall Madness. Do you remember Mall Madness, the board game? Um, I vaguely do. I, I can't remember. You're just in the mall, right? There's you're a going mall. To... Like, yeah, there's a mall and there's all different. There's like a department store, an electronics store, a pet store, a fashion clothing store, a shoe store, whatever. And then there's an automated 
voice in the middle, there's like a, you know, you push a button, but like it tells you, like you're trying to, I think like collect deals or I'm like, as a Jewish person, I'm like, did I make this game? Um, (laughs) But like the voice, the audio like that you can play, it's like, there's a sale at the electronics store. Oh, okay. And then it, and then like, you have to try and get to that store before that sale ends to try and collect the things from, to buy the thing. It's, it's making a game out of capitalism, which we've already done with our phones. But it really does, like, I mean, I'm, what I love malls. I love malls. I was going to say, this whole movie made me reminisce about being young, mall going culture. to the mall, having enough money. You buy, you know, your parents would give you money. You yeah. get, like, an Annie Ann's pretzel. You get an yes. Orange Julius. Orange or Julius. I remember Panda Express um, was huge. Yeah. You walk around. Maybe you get a tank top of wet seal. You yes. know, you, you just spend you, hours. You buy something at Claire's. Around. You pick up like yes. some, like, you know, like the cheapest cosmetics that you could find at like the cosmetic store. Like there's just like, you come home with like greasy hands and a lipstick and a spaghetti strap tank top. And it was the best day of your life. And there were boys there or girls there. Mm-hmm. And like, you just like, it's mall culture is something that I feel bad that young people will not really get to experience in the way that we really did. I'm, I know that malls still technically exist or like what mall culture did still kind of has been like supplanted in other places. Maybe it's right. online, but like the act of going to the mall as an activity, as that a was team, your day. I mean, nothing was better. It was, that was the, best. the thing to do. It was the thing to do. And yeah, I do. It is like, yeah, a complicated question with regards to capitalism where it's like, well, yeah, that's not, not great. Right. It's like our activity is spending <laughs> money, but like it was also a hangout. Like it's right. It was a way to like do something where it's like, is you, you know, my mind it's like, it was either go to the mall or like go to youth group. And sometimes you didn't want to do something. Wasn't for me. Spiritual yeah. or ultra positive. You just wanted to go, you know, go to A&W, get a soda. Shop and feel like an adult. Like, really feel, it was like a place where you were, like, free and, like, vaguely safe because you were enclosed or, like, in an establishment that you were kind of walking through. Not that there aren't, like, absolute freaks in the mall. Where else would they have been? Everyone was there. Everybody like was there. Thing, there was enough people that even the the freaks were sort of dispersed. You know yes. what I mean? and there was security, which I believe is part of <laughs> shopping mall. It sure is, uh, which brings me to my the baseline. I also like to baseline scary for Allison. So how scary, Allison, do you find the concept of kill bots... <laughs> Isn't it an alternate title to this movie? Oh, is it? When I looked up the trailer, it was like Killbots was in like quote in like uh, parentheses, like Killbots. That like, makes sense because it is it is that term is used in a way where I'm like I I refuse to believe that this is just something we accept. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's test screen. You're right. Test screen under the title Killbots. Thank you, Allison. Okay, great. And after it performed poorly with test audiences, the film was retitled Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall is an incredible title. I mean, that's what it should have been to begin with. And approximately 18 minutes were excised. And I will say this movie is a minute 16, and it does not need to be a second longer. It yeah. is the perfect amount. Tight. Yeah. Um, the concept of killbots, I mean, I feel like, you know, we've passed that technology, we have the Boston Dynamics army that's already kind of training to kill us. So Elon Musk is building a weird humanoid thing. And it's like, I asked on Twitter, I was like, what is this for? I mean, I know what it's actually for, but like, what are they saying this is for? Like, it's just clearly a sex doll. <laughs> see, I see building it. Oh my God, it looks insane. Yeah, It's not going to look like that. Come on. Like the white, it's like the white 
Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. We'll post Come all of on. these on social for people when this episode comes out. But, like, yeah, it's, like, we're already, like, making things that, like, of course, like, I imagine, like, right. Killbots— Though it's like with that name, it's like weren't that weren't they just designed to like wreak havoc and destroy humanity from the well, jump? Otherwise, why are they called that? And also, as we'll see in the movie, you know, there should have been more questions in the testing phase of why have we equipped yes. these robots with so many things that could kill. Which is how I feel about the Boston Dynamics uh, dogs and and other yes robots that help each other do things. And I will say, at least in this film, they are not humanoid, and that makes me feel slightly yeah. less unnerved than looking at this possible Tesla. The Tesla person. Person. It's a person. I, I don't know. There's no way around it's a it. If this ever comes to fruition, it will. It will deserve to vote. Like it will be a person. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We're like a step away from Westworld. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, like, the ones in the movie, like, are very, like, what the 80s imagined tech would one day look like, um, which is not that scary, because it's, like, very, like, they look like friendly 80s robots. Right, yeah. Um, I also want to say another tagline from one of the other posters is, when shopping costs you an arm and a leg. I mean, there's no end to the incredible <laughs> taglines and puns that you can make about this mm-hmm. concept. It's just, the, like— yeah. Shopping and chop—it's—it's it's fabulous. I love it. The only end is when you're killed by a killbot in the mall. Mm. Um, also, before we get into it, would you like to guess the twist in Chopping Mall? Guess the twist. I have a feeling this movie isn't a very like twisty, turny, big reveal kind of film. My guess is—I mean. I think the plot of the movie is that the robots were made to, like, keep people safe and then something happens and they turn on humanity and, like, are endangering the lives of these eight teens. Um, I'm going to guess that maybe the reason they turn on them is the government. Great. Love it. Love the guess. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. <clears throat> Let us begin by ruining Chopping Mall. <laughs> So we open on, like, a delicious display of, like, jewelry on a dark velvet cloth, like, in the front window of a jewelry store. And this is really, like, 80s. Like, it is, like, heavy diamonds. It is, like, a Elizabeth Taylor, like, brooch. You know, it's big, you know. Of course, suddenly we see a burglar who has a very, like, Kiefer Sutherland in Lost Boys vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, blonde, sort of, like, wild-eyed smashes the display window and it just starts ransacking the store, taking ropes of pearls. Like, this is not just a case jeweler. You know what I mean? Like, this is, right. like, luxury. Like, this is the nice mall, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every area has, like, a nice mall and a not nice mall. We had a nice mall, the regular mall, and then the ghost mall where it was, like, half closed. And we would still go there. It just wasn't full. Do yeah. you have that? Um, yeah. Uh, th- I think there were, like, strip malls in my area that were more like that, where, like, things existed. But there was still, like, one or two stores left that you might need to go to at some point. But we just had, like, a not-nice mall and then a, a much-nicer mall. So we see the burglar sort of triumphantly stalk away, and suddenly we see the whirring treadmill of a mall security robot. And it says, of course, stop right there. <laughs> and that's how the robot spots. They oh. speak like a traditional robot. Good, good. I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. Um, the burglar whips around, he pulls out a pistol, and he says, the hell you say, and he shoots at the robot. And Alice and I have bad news. You cannot kill a robot with a gun. No, they're metal. You can't shoot a robot. They, it just bounces off. Yeah. Especially not a kill bot. The robot guns it. So the robot's now whipping through the mall and the, as the burglar's fleeing, like, trying to get indestructible off. indestructible of- and on wheels. Like, 
And going almost the speed of a human. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not catching up to him quite. But the burglar's having to like turn and fire, getting off a couple yeah. shots. Finally, the robot shoots the burglar with like it's sort of like a tethered taser and then tases him. So electricity shoots through the man's back. He screams and he falls to the ground. <laughs> the end of a presentation video from Securetronic, the company that <laughs> makes the mall security robots. Ah, the film within the film. <laughs> And we are watching, we realized we're watching a video as part of a presentation at the Park Plaza Mall. And the audience There was of, an area near me called Park Plaza. Okay, then let's assume it is. It is Park Plaza. Well, that was, it wasn't an indoor mall. It was more like Damn. a shopping neighborhood kind of. So, okay. But, but I'm going to place this in Annapolis Mall and think it's Park Plaza and imagine that this is my youth that is getting destroyed by kilowatts. And in case anyone wants to visualize it, so they wanted to shoot this at the Beverly Center, but it, they couldn't afford it. So no. they, the filming took place at mostly at the Sherman Oaks Galleria, mm. um, where other films like Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High and Commando have also been shot. Um, and so there's sort of an audience of concerned citizens who are here to like find out about this. And um, the woman who's presenting it, her name is Miss Vanders, introduces the speaker, the head of development for Securetronics Unlimited, Dr. Stan Simon. And Dr. Simon gets up and he pulls a sheet away and reveals two new mall security guards, referred to as protectors, who will mm. be protecting Park Plaza Mall and will be rolling out a week from the presentation when the mall closes for the night. No. So they have big, wide, flat heads. If you watch the trailer, you know. But if not, they have, like, wide, yes. flat heads with sort of a red eye band that lights up yes. when it talks. Little metal claw hands, like a clamp. Mm -hmm. Like a, when you have, like, a, something you use to pick up something mm -hmm. off the ground, like that little, yes. like, claw. Yes. And then sort of a wedge-shaped treadmill like a bulldozer. And yes. we see, for comedic effect, this couple in the audience, I looked up what their names are, Paul and Mary Bland. And they're sort of, like, taking pot shots, you know, like, joking. Mary says... They look like the Three Stooges. And then Paul says, I don't know, Mary, the one in the middle has an unpleasantly ethnic quality. And I'm oh, like, I'm going to need— 1986, baby. I'm going to need a kill bot to get in here e ASAP, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Dr. Simon says, so each of the three robots will patrol level of the mall. And the way the mall's laid out, it's like three floors and then parking underneath the mall. Okay. And which is very California. Very so, California. They open up the presentation for a Q&A, and a concerned citizen named Dr. Carrington gets up, and he's like, well, what else do the robots do besides kill criminals? Dr. Sub says, no, no, they don't kill intruders. They simply detain them until the main computer, which is, of course, located on the roof, can patch into the mall phone system and call the police, which just seems so complicated. Yeah, it seems like they shouldn't have to, like, tase someone for mall police to get called. Right. Also, like, what, again, but this is, like, how, this is, like, automation. You know I mean? It's, like, yeah. it would be easier on the face of it to just ha hire human mall security. Yes. But, no, you're going to spend all this money on this, like, complicated system, which, by the way, is going to go haywire and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. You know? That's also the definition of how we live in our times. How, like, really I can't is. call a person to, like, help me fix a problem through customer service. You I have, have to, to talk robot. to a whole bunch of robots online yeah. and on the phone before I can get a person who's like, oh, just do this. And it's like, why wasn't that just what I could do? Like, anyway. And also, then you press the wrong button and they they dispatch a kill bot to your house. And, and then a kill bot shows up and it's like, show up. Yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> um, they can't even fix your toilet, you know? No. So the Paul Paul uh, yells out. He's like, "That guy in the video looked dead to me." But Doctor Simon says, "No, no, no. It's just neutralized. So it has the taser that it shoots into people's back. And then don't worry. They also have sleep darts, which can neutralize a man in seconds." 
Additionally, Allison, the protector system comes with seal security guards that close over all the exits of the mall, okay. making it nearly impossible for someone to come in or, or get out, out. From, from uh, closing, like from uh, 9 p.m. basically till dawn, right? Mm-hmm. They also have, thank goodness, lasers that shoot from their heads they could cut through any debris. Oh. Now, you, you think they could add, like, say if there's a tornado or an earthquake or something, a fire, but they don't even say that. So, like, so you just... Just lasers. They're just lasers that shoot, cut through a head that should cut through any debris. What Look, else what do you What killbot doesn't have a laser that cuts through debris on their head? <laughs> and Dr. Kerrigan says, okay, that's awesome. We all love that, obviously. But yeah, what about people who work late? Or, like, if someone has to come to fix something or do, make a delivery, how can they distinguish between the good guys and the bad guys? Which is a very 80s thing, the good guys and the bad good guys. And ba- yeah. That's America for you, you know? And Dr. Simon says, oh, that's simple. And he calls a technician. So the technician sits on in a control room on the roof of the mall <laughs> where the protectors are during the day before they're dispatched, right? I imagine it's like a snow globe for some it, reason. It has, in fact, a windowless room filled with screens of the mall and like, um, uh, like uh, control panels and blinking yeah. lights, right? Great. And so he calls a technician, and he has one of the project. So his protector one gets brought online on the stage. So people are just like, "Oh, it's exciting, but also kind of scary. What's it going to do?" And protector scary. one says, "May I see your identification badge?" To Doctor Simon, he shows the robot his badge, and protector one says, "Thank you. Have a nice day." So it's like, see, you just have to show your badge, and then it's fine. And, and Paul, everybody goes, knows that. Retail jobs are notoriously well organized and full of people that carry all of their identification with them all the time Absolutely. and are adults and totally right, understand exactly. the stakes of things like that. Like, right, 100%. Like, it's definitely not like 15 and 16 year olds who like smoke weed in between folding clothes and right, like exactly. will never carry anything with them and don't give a shit. And, and Paul, we hear Paul tell Mary, it reminds me of your mother. It's the laser eyes. And Dr. Simon says, listen, everyone, I promise you. And he literally says, they know what they're making, the movie they're making. They're like, yeah. it's absolutely foolproof. The protectors are about to make Park, Park Plaza Mall the safest mall in America. Trust me, absolutely nothing can go wrong. Title card, shopping mall. I mean, flawless. Yeah. No notes. No notes. So over the credits, we see, like, it's a packed mall. Like, everyone of every age who are white are there yeah. in the mall. And... We see teens making out. We see, like, an older couple making out. Like, a kid skateboard. Whoa! Like, through the mall. <laughs> we see, like, beauty queens in, like, bathing, like, bikinis and, like, sashes to promote the mall. And a man oh. sees them. And, like, because it's the 80s, is so, like, whoa, whoa, lady. He drops all of his packages on the escalator. You know, the 1980s. We all know oh, yeah. what it was like. <laughs> Where just the sight of a woman could send a man into hysterics. Whoa, my <laughs> I packages. dropped all my boxes from the electronics store. So we end up on the second floor. There's like a sit-down diner slash sandwich place. And we see two waitresses, two of our main characters, Allison and Susie. And Allison comes over and it's like, um, okay, so I've got big two sloppy subs, two Luigi logs, uh, like garlic Luigi hog, logs. Like, t- like everything you're saying is like a chocolate hernia, like the most disgusting <laughs> shit. And the other waitress, Susie, who is played by Barbara Crampton, who we've seen in a number of films yes. already. Um, I believe the ones we've done for the mo- for the pod, let's see, we've done um, Puppet Master, mm. we've done uh, You're Next, 
And, of course, Reanimator. That was, I feel like, maybe the first one we did was Barbara Crampton. Again, a scream queen uh, to be the band. And she's playing Susie. And she she says two things where I'm like, or two or three things, and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, first of all, when she hears that order, she turns to Allison, the other waitress, and says, what Mojave brain ordered that? And I re-listened, and I saw the closed cap that says Mojave brain. Allison, that's so racist, I can't even Google what it means. No, I I don't even— Want like, to know who is getting the brunt of that eth- clearly ethnic slur? Right, like that's racism. I don't even know what it means, but I, I know it's not yeah, great. It's not great. And then they sort of gesture, uh, Allison gestures, and uh, and it's a big fat guy who ordered the food. And Susie says, I should have known that orca beaches here every night. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, hello, Killbot. Could you, could you log in a couple hours early? I've got some people you can kill. <laughs> I doubt they have identification. On behalf of all orcas, I will be forming an alliance with the Killbot. Orcas and Killbots <laughs> unite. However, even worse, Susie then tells Allison, that fat ass is always trying to snag some skin, so serve from arm's length, if you get my drift. So it's like, what were the 1980s? Where it's like... <laughs> a nightmare? I think they were a nightmare. So it's like, I guess because he's buying something, like, he is allowed to be, like, a pervert and grab the waitresses. I don't know. Everything about this is insane. It's wild. And so Allison's like, wow, thanks for the advice. Because we find out this is Allison's first week. So it's her first week at the mall. Okay. She's, like, trying to, like, get used to it. She She's friends with Susie. And Susie's sort of, like, the locus around, like, the friends. Like, she knows everybody. She goes to take a dish to take it to the guy's um, table. It's so hot that when she touches with her bare hand, she drops it with a scream. And we see the contents of the dish go flying. Allison, it's just pizza with loose corn. <laughs> It's just on lo- it? a loose corn. I don't know if it was on it or next to it, but either way. Either way. Pizza side of corn for table four? No. And so Susie bends down loose to help corn. Allison. Uh, she tells uh, Susie tells Allison, look, in an hour, we'll bail on this barbecue. And then it's good times to the max. you got to come to the party. Good times to the max. And Allison, again, because she's our protagonist, she's like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know if I, I'm ready to party in the mall after hours. I don't think, I know it's not allowed, you know? And also, Susie's trying to set her up with, like, a friend of her boyfriend. And Susie tells her, don't worry, I wouldn't set you up with a slime dog. Like, he's very cute. And the line cook sort of yells at him, like, get back to work, ladies. And then he takes his spatula, which looks like it's covered in, like, hummus, and just <laughs> smears it directly on his filthy T-shirt. <laughs> what is this restaurant that they're selling, like, Pizza and or loose corn on it or as a side. Cake, I assume, of some kind. Sandwiches, hummus. Like, what? I don't know. I don't, it's, I, yeah. I definitely said I would global eat there. cuisine. Yeah. It's fusion, Allison. <laughs> um, so, anywho, the night is falling, right? And a thunderstorm is rolling in over Park Plaza Mall. And we mm. see there's a the protector t- technician who, again, is in the control room on the roof. On the His roof of is, the mall. His name is Marty, and he notices a storm coming in, but he seems unfazed. He's, like, reading a newspaper and smoking in a windowless room oh, filled yeah. with electronics. Just, like, cool. nonstop cigarette smoking anytime <laughs> yeah. electronics are involved in the 80s. And Allison, suddenly lightning strikes the mall. Fortunately, Marty rushes over. He checks the protector projectors. They're all fine, and he goes back to his crossword pe- puzzle. Allison, the building is hit by lightning again, and the control panel starts smoking, and alarms are going off. Yeah. And he, Marty, the technician, runs around to fix it. Are, and he, a question. Yeah. Are the killbots, like, battery-operated, or are they charging when they're up there? 
I think they must be because they don't have a cord. <laughs> they don't have a cord. <laughs> so it must be a battery. It must be like a car. Okay. Because they turn them on. But also, yeah, they're not like remote control. Right. They're not, they're not plugged in. Yeah, I think they must be battery operated. They must be charging during the day. That okay. seems reasonable, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great question. I mean, a very relevant just wondering, question. Yeah, I'm just wondering what the power source is and where this Again, is going. Again, I'm just completely making this up. I don't know. But, yeah, it doesn't um, matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, the techni- so Marty, the technician, is like trying to put out the smoke and the you know, alarms are going off and he's running around trying to fix it, trying to get it under control. And so Allison, he finally does. And unfortunately, he does not see when he sits down, you know, back to his, at his post. Uh, at his post, he doesn't see that one of the protectors has turned on behind him. In fact, he's so distracted because he opens up what looks like a manual to try to fix something, and there's just God. a topless centerfold picture in it. It's like, and he's like, this is what you really need. Right, again, the 80s. 80s. And so he turns around, and when he turns around, admiring the centerfold, the protector's metal claw punches through the paper and grabs the technician around the throat, crushing his esophagus. Okay. And his head falls back as blood starts dripping from his mouth. (sighs) Score one for the Killbots, I guess. Killbots one, humanity zero. Or Does this mall have um, escalators? Yes. Oh, okay. there's a lot of escalator work. I imagine. <laughs> a lot. There's an elevator. So it's like kind of elevator where it's like you are in it and you can sort of see them all. Yes. So it's like a glass. Yes. A glass elevator. Yeah. Uh, that goes up and down. So um, <laughs> eventually, don't worry, there will be a lot of escalator and okay, elevator great. work. Okay, so the, I was so wondering the actual, how yeah. these guys move around and get from floor to floor. Totally. And the actual escalator car is like loose. Does that make sense? Like you should see it moving up and down. Yes. So should someone want to say get on top of the elevator car? The elevator. Don't oh, worry. Okay, great. They would be able to do that. So, so uh, the technician is dead. Down in the furniture store, which is called Furniture King, mm-hmm. Ferdy, who is a nerd, and we know this because he has glasses. He's still like a handsome, a- like teen yes, actor, of but he's a dweeb and he has a tie. He brings a big armful of fabric samples to his coworkers, Mike, who's sort of like a, a jock, and then Greg, who's sort of like the cool guy. And he tells him, like, if my uncle finds out I let you guys do this, I'm dead. He trusts me to wash the store when he's gone. And Mike, in his meathead fashion, is like, your uncle's not going to go- know until you tell him. And you're not going to tell him, right? Right. And Greg's like, hey, fellas, okay, you know, we're going to figure this out. He tells him, Mike's bringing the beer. Rick and Linda, who we've not met yet, are bringing the food. Rick and Linda and- are the most 80s movie names yes. I could possibly imagine. They are also married, and it's like, oh, I guess this is the 80s, so, like, the fact that they're 20 and married makes sense. Yeah, like, when I was like, like these are children, I was like, right. oh, yeah, I guess they are In children. the 80s. Like, and I think they were all supposed to be, like, they're college, like, high school graduates who are, like, this is their first jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe early 20s, but, like, 1920 at most, right? Right. So, it's uh, like, Mike's bringing the beer, Rick and Linda are bringing the food, and we're supplying the cool party spot, Furniture King, complete with beds. Clean sheets are definitely waiting. So to be clear, Allison, they're all going to have sex in a furniture store, in the mall, in front of each other. Right, there's no partitions. (laughs) Like, those beds are, like, touching. Tubular. Like, they're like, yeah, what a great plan. Hell yeah. So Greg tells Ferdy... Susie has a surprise for you, too, because Ferdy is the setup who they're going to set up with Allison. Okay. And Greg and Mike sort of, like, giggle, like, ooh, a girl, you know, and Ferdy sighs. All right, guys, the party's on. <laughs> Meanwhile, we meet Rick and Linda, who are trying to get the truck started, and 
They have like a very fun like um, gender parody where they own co-own a mechanic shop called R and L, and Rick tries to start the truck three times. It doesn't work. So now they trade off, and it's Linda's turn, and she's able to fix it immediately. They kiss passionately. That's fun. And but basically, like because they they they're married, and then they put all their money into opening a mechanic shop. They're flat broke. So I'm like, I guess this makes sense. Like if you were yeah, it's tracking. If like you if started a business and, yeah. and you were super young and just married, like, you wouldn't have a ton of liquid cash. And it seems like they just do, like, oil changes and tune-ups. Like, they're not, you know what I mean? We're not doing luxury cars. It's just yeah. sort of like, like but again, local. I'm like, good for these kids. Get yeah. out there. Start a business. Interestingly, Rick is the one who's like, I don't know about this whole Furniture King idea. And Linda's extremely horny about the furniture store party. And it's like, you know, we sunk all the money into the business, so I just want you to, like, I want to go out and do something, like, crazy. I want you, like, indulge me in this. And she hands him a set of, like, white satin underwear and bra as sort of a preview of the evening's events, and Rick is on board. So I guess it's like, hey, man, it's the 80s. You do 80s, what you got to I mean, do. white satin lingerie sets. Oh, yeah. Just the epitome of the, I just watched the Victoria's <laughs> Secret um, docuseries, and it's very oh, good. Oh, how is that? But, Oh, it's oh, great. Okay. Everybody go watch it. It's really, I mean, it's great in the way that you're like, oh, no. Like, yeah. uh, our culture. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just so iconically, like, late 80s, early 90s, just, like, pastel satins and lace was, like, the sexiest thing a woman could wear. Yeah. I um, I feel like when we were, no, again, not to date ourselves, but, like, that was, like, the height. The catalog. Like, the late, the late 80s, early 90s. Like, it was like, well, this is. Yes. What being sexy is. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, Allison, Park Plaza is closing in 20 minutes. And so Mike, he checks out at the furniture store. He's like, I'm going to go find his my girlfriend, Leslie. So she works at the clothing store. And he surprises her by walking up behind her and just grabbing her breast from behind. And she's like, oh, oh it's Mike. And I was like, what a cool guy. What a yeah. cool guy Mike is. Can't wait for him to get murdered by a killbot. And Mike tells Leslie, I can't wait for tonight. And Leslie's dad, Mr. Todd, who owns the store, interrupts him and says, why can't you wait for Michael? What's happening tonight? And Leslie says, oh, daddy, he's just telling me that he couldn't wait to take me to um, uh, uh, Susie's house for her birthday party. And he's like, oh, well, in that case, I'll head out. I'll let you lock up. You know what to do. I was like, everybody's, every store is owned by an adult who lets their children work there. Like, what is this mall? Nepotism mall? I would say it's America, Allison. It's America. Okay. So they sort of, she finishes up and and she shuts down the store. And uh, we see Susie and Allison changing in the employer locker room. Um, Allison calls her dad and her dad's like, have a nice time with your new friends. Like, don't worry about it, you know? And Susie's like, oh, I'm so glad. You know, we're going to rage in the Furniture King. <laughs> Allison's trepidation, and she says, why do I have the feeling I'm going to regret this in the morning? That's what we call a killbot hangover, Allison. Yes. And that's where a killbot hangs you over the third floor railing and drops you to your death. Um, um, if you could party in any of the kind of stores oh, in a mall. Oh, good question. I think, for, I mean, furniture store is up there because there's, like, seating and shit. Yes. But... Hmm. Boy, yeah, I would do it. I, it was possible to do it in a department store. Department so it's like store. you get the different levels. So like mm. some levels will have furniture, and other yeah. levels. I will mean, have... Nordstrom sold alcohol. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. Let's go. I would say Nordstrom. I would say what Nordstrom. Would say? And yeah. like, there's okay, the piano. Good. So like, you could like, if somebody could play the piano, That's like fun. you could have like fun, like drunk, drunk around the piano, sing along. Like this is um, great. And then you could put on a fabulous outfit to wear during the party. Yeah, because if you're just stuck in like a shoe store, it's like, oh, cool. Shoes. Yeah, or like 
Bath and Body Works. Right. Just, just like getting, those getting high off lotion. smells. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I used so much Bath and Body Works. And like, again, we were of the era where people, yes. that was we, all people we, we using. We lived through the height of Bath and Body Works in a way that America's youth today <laughs> would never understand. The chokehold that Juniper and Freesia had on this country. And literally chokehold because by the end of high school, I would walk into Bath and Body Works and I would have an uh, allergic reaction. Yeah. Like I, I developed like a allergy or at least a sensitivity to like whatever was in there. And cucumber I love that shit. I could not go in there. Oh, yeah, cucumber. I'm trying to remember. Like there was like, yeah, freesia. I feel like there's a lilac thing. Yeah. I went on a deep dive about this recently and uh, there's just like, I just had like instant sensory memories just seeing the bottles and hearing mm-hmm. the names of like some of the products. They and, still like, exist, right? They still pop I think off. that they've like changed over like what the popular smells are and kind of like mm-hmm. modernized what the packaging looks like instead of like the dark green caps on the bottles with the curly Q, like cutesy. Though Gap did just bring back um, all of their original fragrances. Ooh, okay. I Dream, love that. I'm, I'm heaven, grass. Grass. That was mine. Um. Um, and so, uh, so, so they're excited. Uh, so he's like, oh my God, no, this is going to be fun. Do not even worry about it? And just then, the night shift technician arrives at the um, control room, and you think, oh, my God, he's going to discover the other technician's dead corpse. Elsa, right. it's gone. The protectors know enough to hide his body. They're, like, also janitorial robots. <laughs> also, the new technician eats the half of the donut that the other technician left on the control panel. It's like, all right, okay, okay. we don't have to break every law in the 80s, yeah. every rule. Unfortunately, Allison, of course, the new technician sits down thinking, oh, Mar- you know, Marty must have left already. And he puts his feet up on the control panel and doesn't notice that the robots are turning on behind him. Mm. He's looking at his book, and suddenly the protector shoots one of those tethered um, taser darts yeah. in the back of his neck, jerking his head back and killing him instantly. Aye. Of course, nobody knows this because down in the furniture store, things are getting funky. So the couples are drinking beers. They're laughing. They're getting beer on the carpet, getting beer on the sample furniture. I'm just thinking, like, Ferdy's uncle's going to be furious. I mean, no matter what, even if you, like, don't get caught being there, the evidence of the party is undeniable. Why does it smell like Bud Light and semen in here? Like, what? Would, like, I'm sorry. You can't clean that place up. No. Come on. Nor will they because they're teens. And also, they'll be dead soon. Yeah. Ferdy's in the back trying to, like, you know, sort of, like, psych himself up. He's, like, popping his collar in the bathroom mirror. He's, like, using mouth spray. And we see Susie dancing with Greg, and Mike and Leslie are already making out, and Rick and Linda are, like, canoodling. Mm -hmm. And Ferdy, uh, Susie and Greg, so Greg is Susie's boyfriend, kind of haul Ferdy out to meet Allison. And Allison's sitting in a a wheelchair and turns around, and as soon as, like, they see each other, he's like, a girl! And clearly both of them are smitten. Like, they're both immediately. So it's like, oh, great, this couldn't have gone better. Unfortunately, Allison, things are going so great. The protectors are now have been unleashed into the malls to start their shift. So they're yeah. going to be patrolling all night. They're like, we're on the clock. And so the prote- the protectors are, are, there's protector one on the first floor, two on the second, and of course, and protector third, uh, three on the third floor. And they're not supposed to go into the stores. Like, they just patrol, like, kinda, the mall. They, they're mall walking. Yes. They're, they're mall, <laughs> the general mall area. And so the protector one rolls past the closed glass doors of the furniture store, and it sort of slows down and clocks 
people inside, but it just keeps it moving. Okay. So I'm like, okay, great. So as long as you're in a, in a store, unfortunately that does not appear to hold, hold. for the rest yeah. of the film. Well, too bad. But um, speaking of, the, the projectors are rolling around, night is falling. Also, like, what time does the mall close? It's like 9, 10, and now the couples are all about to have sex in the furniture store. And I they're mean, all in they're the same room. Fast. Yeah, they're like, it's happening. So Rick and Linda are on a bed the closest to the glass doors. They're like both wearing their underwear, making out. Leslie and Greg are on a couch, I would say 12 feet away from them, again, in full view. And Greg tells Susie, because she was, like, serving pizza, it's like, you smell like pepperoni. She sort of stands up in a half, like, oh, okay, that's how you feel about it. Greg says, but wait. No corn for I you. like pepperoni. Okay. And then Susie does, like, a strip tease where she just takes her boobs out, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like, she still has her pants on, because I'm sure Barbara Crabbe is like, okay, I'm not going to. Yeah. Come on. I've already had a lot of credits here. Yeah. So across the store, Mike and Leslie are under the covers and are, like, already having sex. And Leslie scolds Mike as he starts to go down on her. And she's like, Michael, you know I don't allow that. And Mike says, well, you allowed it last week. And they both laugh. And so oh. they're full-on having cunnilingus. And then we pan oh. over to, Good again, even closer, Allison and Ferdy, who are both fully dressed, sitting upright on a couch, watching an old monster movie from the 50s on one of the store's TV. Which makes sense. They've just met. They don't know each other. Yeah, they're not going to be, like, immediately in oral sex land. <laughs> right, exactly. And But they're kind of, like, flirting and and— okay. Freddie's like, you know, the guy set me up so I wouldn't squeal to my uncle at the party, but I didn't know it would be so nice. And she's like, you know, I really am enjoying myself too. And they lead in to kiss, and we just hear Leslie's, they get interrupted by Leslie screaming off camera, oh my God, you're the king, like interrupting them. <laughs> so then Freddie int- introduces a piece, and I've debated whether to introduce this earlier, but like, I was so shocked when they say this that I'm like, I know I'm going to leave it at this point. Freddie says, you know, it's getting late. The mall's about to seal up in an hour. How about I take you home? So I was like, so wait a minute. So there's an hour between them. The protectors are out and about, and they can leave. So they have an hour. And I was like, I guess this is simply for the mechanics of the movie, because why would that make any sense? Right, because it would all happen simultaneously. Like, I guess maybe it's like giving people, but like, I feel like the window. Yeah, right time to leave. You would give people a window, but like, if what you're saying is like at nine everything is over by nine fifteen the mall would be sealed up under these rules, but you wouldn't have like the pr- protectors out and around because like can't they leave? I mean, what if they leave? <laughs> that would be fun. I don't. Yeah, I just smash the They're door. They're like right into the parking lot and like out into the world. I don't know. I mean, I was I was really struck. I was like, wait, an hour? That's a long time. But we do have to make the movie work. Exactly. Yeah, it's just mechanics of like how things have to happen. Yeah. Allison tells him, that's really sweet, but if it's all right with you, we could stay a little longer. And then Allison, like, throws her wine cup over her shoulder without looking into a garbage can, like, to prove, <laughs> like, I think we're supposed to be like, oh, she's, like, this innocent. And then she does this incredible move. And, and he's like, like oh. he's like, nice shot. And they start making out. Oh, she's like the me. real Allison. Me. Yeah. Right, you could do something like that. <laughs> you could do something that cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, because my other question was like, what about like janitors and stuff? There are janitors, yeah. but they are also finishing up. Okay. So we see two janitors. They've just finished. They're, they have beers. They're walking out. And there's one of them, Walter Paisley, um, who is cleaning up a huge mess that kids left like on the first floor. Yeah. And he's played by character actor Dick Miller, who I associate as the um, neighbor in Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Oh, sure. But he's been in a million different movies, but he's like a perfect, like, crusty neighbor Janitor. and or custodian. 
And all the other janitors are like, you better clean up fast. You got to get out of here. He's like, go ahead and laugh, you guys. But if I ever find a little bastard that did this, they're dead meat. All right, Walter, right. See, you better hustle it up. Uh, you don't want to get locked up in here again, do you? They rub it in all you like. I'll be out here in 10 minutes. You'll see. And they all kind of laugh, and they, they leave. And... Uh, so he's like mopping up angry and he's mopping so furiously, Allison, that he doesn't hear one of the protectors drive up behind him and knock over his bucket of dirty water that he just mopped up. And he's like, oh my God, oh, I hate this thing. The protector tells Walter to freeze and Walter doesn't, it shoots one of the tethered tasers, which misses Walter and kind of just falls into the puddle of water. And he's like, what the fuck was that? The protector demands to see his badge, and Walter holds it up and tells the protector, look, I work here just like you. Unfortunately, Allison, Walter takes a step forward into the puddle of mop water where the tethered taser dart has fallen and is immediately electrocuted. Oh, no. And he screams, and it has, like, that very 80s gremlins effect of, like, blue lightning zipping all over his body. Obviously, that's science. And he collapses dead. And the robot says, thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) And we cut from Walter's smoldering, smoking corpse. Mm-hmm. And we hear Mike in voiceover say, smoking's bad for your health. And we come back to the Furniture King. And Leslie is desperate, desperately needs a, a cigarette after sex, but doesn't have any left. And she's like, you know, Mike, there's a cigarette machine down near the phones. And he's like, oh, she says, you know, when I'm happy, everybody's happy. Oh, bitch. Mike puts on his jeans, but like not his shirt. But at least he has the sense to take his badge. And he turns to leave, annoyed, until Leslie calls him. He's like, hey, Mike. And she pulls down the sheets and says, hurry back. So now Mike is loose in the mall, and he left the door to the furniture store wide open. Oh, no. And he goes down to the cigarette machine, but he could feel that someone's following him, but doesn't see anybody. And he turns back to the cigarette machine when the protector, they're they're apparently very quiet. It depends on which, like in some scenes, they're definitely loud. In others, it's (laughs) creeping up silently behind you. And the protector demands that, Mike show his badge, which he does, but it does not stop the robot. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It shoots him with a sleeping dart. So when Mike collapses... A sleeping dart? And so when Mike collapses, the protector reaches for his throat with his little horrible metal hand. And so now we're in sort of a madman type of scenario because the other characters don't know what's going on. So now Leslie is wandering out of the store. Oh, no. Calling for Mike. Also, she doesn't even put pants on, which, again, is simply for the movie. Like, the camera's, like, on her butt as she walks around in her underwear. There's no reason for that. Yeah. And you absolutely would put, in that scenario, like, especially when you know, like, that, like, the custodial staff is out walking exactly. around, mostly older men. Like, I... She also doesn't have shoes on. Like, it makes no sense. Girl. But she goes down, and Susie and Greg are still going at it, but Allison and Ferdy notice that Leslie and Mike are gone, and he's like, I don't get them at all. All they do is have sex and fight. And he tells Allison, you know, we have about 15 minutes before the whole place locks up, and so Allison puts on her sweater to, like, maybe get ready to go. She's like, you know, I just want to thank you for such a good time. And they start making out again. And we catch up with Leslie. Unfortunately, she finds a cigarette machine, and the little hallway it's in is totally dark. Of course. And so she sees Mike slump next to it, and it's just assumes he's drunk or something. So she shakes him awake only for when she's shaking him, his head falls forward into the hallway light, revealing a huge gash on his neck, spraying blood everywhere. In an instant, the protector is upon her, and Leslie takes back, running to the Furniture King, the protector hot on her heels. Okay. 
Allison, the protector is just shooting lasers at Leslie. Didn't even, like, he's not even, wait a second. Hasn't even, like, seen if this is somebody that is, like, good or bad. Has left simply to bad murder. And I guess yes. we're to think this is the the fault of lightning. It, it automatically oh, rewired them into murders. Yes. Again, I don't know not scientists before. Right. Yeah. Again, they have lasers they can shoot through debris. And she runs back to the furniture king, and the other couples hear her scream and they run to the door. And just as they get there and she arrives, the I'm just gonna call it a killbot because it has not earned the the title protector. The Killbot's laser shoots Leslie in the head and her skull explodes. <laughs> Allison, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, I'm getting the fuck out of there. There's still yeah. 15 minutes or probably less than that left at this point. Like, everybody in the furniture store needs to just, like, book it through whatever, like, back way they can get to, like, an exit. Right. And leave. And I would say what I would do is just probably immediately get killed by a killbot. Yeah, like, this I is guess, not like, a scenario I'm going to be able to get out of. I'll tell no, you that right now. No, 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 no. The only thing that would serve me well in this scenario is, in my use, being very familiar with the mall. Like, That's but true. You would use that, But, like, I assume the killbots also have a just... Damn them. Damn those killbots. No- damn those killbots. Like, a perfect knowledge of, like, where everything is yeah. and, like, what, like what, what are the exits and everything like that. But... I would definitely, like, also grab as many IDs as you can from people who are already dead. Just yeah, I'll, yeah, but I'll tell you, it seems like the badges don't do anything because the janitor yeah. showed it to them and Mike showed his badge, and they didn't even fucking give a well, shit. Well, the janitor stepped blink. in that puddle. That's so true. It's hard I think we're to supposed know. to think. But I think once we saw Mike hold out his badge, it doesn't I, care it about it the It stops mattering. It, it's, yeah. they're, they're just indiscriminately killing now, as a killbot so, is wont to do. Exactly. When you when you decide a killbot, this is what happens. This is what happens. You know, when you're a killbot, everything is a uh, something to be killed. You yes. know. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The protector says its tagline, have a nice day, before turning to the couples inside. We hear it say, protector one, arming, detain, intruders. So now, so we've got Susie and Greg, Allison and Freddie, and Rick and Linda, who need to get the fuck out of the mall. Okay. Even worse, Protector 2 has come down from the second floor to help. So both they're two helping. killbots now, they're helping and communicating with each other. Two killbots burst through the glass doors of the Furniture King and just start spraying the store with laser <laughs> shots, blowing up vases, blowing up ottomans, arm warms, china hutches, side tables, side tables sectionals, dining. <laughs> love seats, shiver robes, dining sets. 
and everyone's able to get into the back storage area, and they start stacking boxes while everyone, like, puts their clothes back on. And Linda, it, Linda and Rick, I think, are supposed to be, like, our most, um, everyone is very capable in this movie, but, like, Linda and Rick are, like, they're, have the pragmatic well, knowledge. Exactly. They have kind of, like, they're coming with, like, already an understanding of machines. Yeah. But I will say everyone to a person is doing their absolute best and is, like, them. very brave in this Could movie. Could it be us? I would have just been like, ah! So Linda says, okay, is there a fire exit? And Freddie says, yeah, unfortunately, we just ran past it. It's in the middle of the, the store. It's not back here. So we would have to go back out. And just then they hear, they're able to s- slam down, um, they're able to shut the doors, but just as they do it, they hear the sounds of the external metal security doors clamping shut over every exit in the mall. They are now oh, locked in, Allison, no. until dawn. So they're trying to figure it out. Ferdy tries the office phone, and he realizes, wait a minute, the main computer must have taken control of the phone system and shut off the phones. Stands to reason. Obviously. Allison notices the air duct and says, if we can get down to the parking garage, because it, it's California, it's sort of like um, a lot of parking garages here, like they're not covered, like they're just open air, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. So if you're, there's no door, like, to right. shut, really, you know? Like, you could escape there's through in it the or side. In it. Yeah. yeah. So if they can get down to the parking garage, they will be able to escape from the parking garage. And they're like, great idea. So the guys lift the three gals into the duct, but before they can clamor in, the killbots blow up the door to the storage area. If they can fire lasers just everywhere, they can get through a door with some boxes in front 100%. of them. A 100%. It might take them a bit, but they absolutely but they're blew, blew the store out. And so the guys are forced to, like, run around them back into the mall. So the guys are loose in the mall, and the girls are crawling through the air duct. Allison, as they crawl, the air duct is getting hotter and hotter. And Susie realizes they know that we're in here, and the computer system is heating up the air duct to this drive us out. System, too smart. It's too it's smart. It's way too smart. And it's too, they, like, malicious. Yeah, I just feel like there have to there should have been like another um like a safety switch or like yes. some other check before it's allowed to just fucking go absolutely nuts. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's two not enough keys checkpoints. at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um it's so hot they have to wrap their hands in their clothes to not get scalded on the hot metal. So it's like baking them inside the air duct. The guys, meanwhile, make it into the mall proper, and Rick says, We have to arm ourselves. Is there a sporting goods star store? Thank God there is. Of they go and it's peck and paw sporting goods. And Ferdy says, Don't worry, I have the keys. And he goes to get his ring of keys. And Rick just throws like a garbage can through the glass doors <laughs> and they run inside. Right. It's like, what are the rules anymore? Who gives it? We're not unlocking doors. We're blasting right, yeah, they're through kill shit. bots. Yeah. And they're able to arm themselves with a bunch of different guns, like shotguns, like bandoliers of of gun of um like shotguns, and a propane tank. And Rick says, Let's go send those fuckers a Rambo Graham. <laughs> and then he shoots into the air to draw the killbots to them, right? Oh, okay. That's nice. And when they arrive, Rick says, go for it. And they all just open fire. You know, Greg and Rick are pretty confident. And Ferdy's just like kind of not confident, but he's still doing it. He's like, ah, like every time he shoots. Um, but unfortunately, and at right at the exact moment, Rick calls it and has Ferdy roll the propane tank into the killbot. So it kind of like hits up against the killbot's little tread. And then Rick shoots the propane tank, blowing up the protector. Great. And it flips over, and it's smoking. They go to investigate it to make sure it's actually destroyed. And they see kind of some kind of liquid pouring out. We don't even see it. We just hear it. And Freddy says, oh, what's that? And Rick replies, robot blood. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Perfect writing. Excellent work. Rick tells the guys, I have an idea. 
but we're going to need some more propane tanks. In the air duct, Susie, everyone's sweating and panicking. Susie says, I cannot fucking do this. I, I have to get out of here. Greg needs me. I, like, I can tell that he's in the, like, he, she knows this, like, is going wrong. Like, yes. I, I need to go help Greg. And she just kicks out, like, the next time they go over a grate and is in, gets into the closest store, which is, like, an automotive store. Okay. And say, so follow him, follow her. And Allison's like, I really think we should just get in the air duct and keep going, trying to find the garage. And so he's like, I need to find Greg. I need to help him. I can't be in the air duct. <sighs> I couldn't be in like, the air duct anymore either. And Linda says, look, if we're going to go, let's not go empty-handed. And they proceed to load up with stuff from the automotive um, store. Yeah. And Linda proceeds to tell the girls how to make Molotov cocktails out of gasoline cans and rags. All right. And Allison says, boy, it seems like you've done this before. And Linda says, let it or unlet it, it gets the job done. So I don't know where, where Linda's oh. knowing her Molotov cocktail skills from. Interesting and bizarre. But very importantly, we see Allison take like a road flare and put it down her shirt for later. So she has a road okay. flare saved. Um, These kids are goes, smart. God bless I'd be like, them. should we get a tire? <laughs> I would have blown up. I would, my, my decapitated head would be on top of one of the kill bots and it'd be wearing me as a hat. Should we blow up a tire? <laughs> Should we roll a tire in front of one? Exactly. I don't know. What about a steering wheel pad? Unfortunately, Allison, Protector 1, the one that got blown up, is able to right itself and comes back online. So How? all the projectiles They're indestructible? They're indestructible. Well, and, and we saw that in the um, the video at the beginning. You can't shoot a robot. You can't kill a robot right. with a gun. So I guess you can't kill it with a propane either. I guess. But that seems more likely. So Rick has his plan, and basically what he wants to do is lure one of the robots into the elevator and then blow up the elevator car so that it drops and crushes the robot. That's not a bad idea. It's not at all. And Again, hey, it's the best idea we've got, you know? I couldn't get there. And uh, uh, Greg and Rick are on the top while Ferdy's in the elevator trying to, like, figure out the uh, controls. Because they can't get the elevator to work because it's controlled by the main computer, but they're like, how do we figure out just to go to the next level? And Greg's are fixing uh, propane tanks to the top of the, the elevator car. And Greg goes, oh, I just remember, how much do I owe you for the beer? And Rick's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like, what's afterwards, you <laughs> oh, can sort yeah. it. After this is over, if we survive, you can give me a six pack. It's like Don't a group trip. It. You split it all up at the end. <laughs> um, which I thought was fun. And so, meanwhile, the girls are now in the mall proper with their Molotov cocktails. And uh, the Protector 2 is immediately on top of them. Yeah. They scream, they run, and as they run, Allison, unfortunately, Susie falls and lays on the ground for forever. It's like that scene from Austin Powers where there's like a, um, yeah, like what is it, like a bulldozer or something yes. is coming towards Slip. the guy, and he's like, no. So Susie's on the floor for, I'm going to say, 45 minutes while the killdozer is coming towards them. And they try to throw a killdozer? cocktail. The killdozer, sorry. Well, the kill, the kill bot. Uh, killdozer is amazing. I feel like that's a movie. I could be yeah, wrong. That, yeah. But while the killbot is descending on them, they try to use a Molotov cocktail. Again, you cannot hurt a robot with fire. Yes. And she screams for Allison and, and Linda to come back, but they're just watching horrified from a distance as the protector tells Susie, thank you, and how about I say, before shooting the gas can in Susie's hand, blowing her to smithereens. And as Allison and, and Linda watch with horror, uh, Susie, on fire, is still alive, screaming in flames, trying to crawl away from the killbot. Oh, God. Just then, the guys arrive, and Greg, Susie's boyfriend, is screaming, horrified, panicked. He screams, you bastards! And they open fire on the killbot. 
Again, it doesn't. Your bullets mean do nothing. Nothing. They take off running. Greg and Rick are bringing up the rear. Okay. Luckily, Allison, to your point earlier, they could take advantage of the robot's one weakness, the fact that it cannot use stairs, and they <laughs> run up the non-functioning escalator. Oh, So great. the less letters are stopped, so they're able to use it as stairs. Okay. So the killbot has to get into the elevator and go up, which it can control the elevator. I like that it, like, knows to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like the level. This must have been developed by the military. Like, yeah. it's like how, yeah, how would it know any of these things? So, luckily, it gets the elevator, starts going to the second floor, and Rick leaps on top of the elevator car to unscrew the propane tanks. Then he leaps off and screams now. And from the second floor, Allison, Ferdy, and Linda shoot at the tanks with, and Allison makes the final <laughs> shot. The tank detonates, and the elevator car falls, crushing Protector 2. Okay. So Protector 2 is out of commission. Out of the picture. Okay, great. Yes. So we found so, one way to do this, but we can't yes. do it again. And so they, they, the remaining um, five of them hole up in the diner where um, Susie and Allison uh, work and sort of like create like a barricade with tables. And Linda's looking at a calculator and she's like, provided we survive, we're going to be in hock to this place for the next 86 years. It's like, Linda, you've got a lawsuit on your hands. I don't think you should be worried about how much money you're going to pay the mall. No. You're you going to sue the Killdo, the Killbot um, manufacturer. Company. Yeah, Killbot Unlimited or whatever. Yeah, come on. Meanwhile, Rick tells Allison, nice shooting, because she's the one who made the crack shot, the propane. And Greg, who's distraught, finally has a breakdown. And he begs Allison, like, why didn't you keep Susie in the air in the air duct? Like, why did you let her leave? It was safe up there. And it's like, well, no, it wasn't. It was incredibly it hot. It wasn't. They were baking. And two, Susie was like, I, I wanted to help Greg. I want, I can't leave him here. Yeah. And, and she tells him, like, look, I know what you're saying, but, like, she thought you were in trouble and wanted to help you. Listen, we've never been in this situation. She was just doing it's what made sense the first time for, for everybody. And Ferdy tells Greg, like, hey, leave her alone. She didn't force Susie to leave. And Greg points a gun at Ferdy and screams, shut up. Everyone shut up. And Rick says, hey, everybody shut the fuck up or else those things are going to hear us. You know yeah. there's a third one on the third floor. And everyone's like, oh, my God, there's a fucking third one? Because we've yeah. only seen the first two because they've right. only been on the first two floors. But there's another one zooming and around. Like, God damn it, which means there's still two functioning ones. Yeah. And Greg says, none of those things are going to take me down. And Allison, he puts a single bullet in his shotgun. Presumably, to end his life. Yeah, I mean. Fortunately, Ferdy has an idea. If they could get to the roof and access the master computer, they could shut it down, and by doing so, shut the robots down. Yeah. And Rick says, it's worth a try. And they all look at Greg and says, let's go trash these fuckers. Allison, I ask you, who will survive? Who will survive? So we've got Allison, Ferdy, Rick, Rick, and Linda, Linda, and Greg. And Greg. I think Allison and Ferdy will make it because I feel like that's like, this couple survives. And I feel like either Rick or Linda, maybe Rick will die. And okay, Linda and, and Greg will survive. Okay, great. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA.
Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Greg, crazed and excited with the idea of like finally beating these things, immediately runs out of the diner without talking to any of them. And he's distraught, he's erratic, he's not thinking right, and they all run after him like, Greg, Greg, stop, we have to like figure this out. And he runs up the escalator to the third floor and he turns to them, He's like, no, you guys, the coast is clear. Allison, Protector 3, grabs Greg from behind and throws him over the balcony. No. Killing him immediately. Greg, bye. And they all run down to the first floor to try to help him, only to see Protector 1, who, again, was blown up earlier, but is still but up and back about. back in action. Back yeah. in action. So they're eight, they, they get onto the third floor. And while the, the, the two protectors are atta- following them, they're able to pull up. It's like a regular metal security gate to get into a department store that I'm going to decide. It's not Nordstrom's. So I'm going to decide it's Nordstrom's. Yeah. So they're able to slide under the no door to get to Nordstrom's. And once they're inside, they take like a, they basically jam the mechanism to open the security gates. However, it doesn't matter because these robotic bastards have metal cutting lasers. So they only have the amount of time before they are able to cut through, essentially cut a protector-shaped um, yes. hole in the gate to get into Nordstrom's, right? And they run up an interior escalator to sort of the next floor, but in order to get to the roof, they have to leave the department store and go back into the mall into the proper. Mall. Yeah. Right, so where the um, killbots can get to them. And Allison's like, Allison says, maybe we stand a better chance if we split up. Allison, luckily, you've luckily been so 30, good up until I now. Know. Luckily, Freddie was right. He's like, are you insane? We can't do that. If we go out there, we'll be killed. Dead meat. Yesterday's news. And Linda's screaming, stop it, Freddie. Stop saying that. And, you know, and everyone calms down. And Freddie's like, I'm really sorry. I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I really didn't mean to upset you. And, and Linda apologizes too. And she sort of sinks to the ground and says, it has the best line of the movie. The line is, I guess I'm just not used to being chased around a mall in the middle of the night by killer robots. And everyone's like, yeah, no, we get that girl. Yeah. Totally. I feel, I feel ya. I feel ya. Unfortunately, the killbots have almost lasered all the way through the security gates, Allison. Perfect. And so they're kind of caught in the middle. It's like they're too afraid to go back in the mall, but also they know that the protectors are about to get in there. So uh, for a moment, they just sort of like, we're just going to try to wait them out. And then like when they get through, they will leave through through the second security gate. Yes. Uh, And Rick's whole thing is like, they're very smart. How do we know when one breaks through, the other one's not going to be waiting on the other side of this gate? That's a really good point because they do like to work together. They're very intelligent. And so luckily Allison says, you know what? I think I have an idea. If these things want target practice, let's give them some targets. Cut to one of the killbots is now waiting outside the other door. So they did predict what they were going to do. They throw open the gate and the protector opens fire on what it thinks is a bunch of humans. It's really a bunch of mannequins. I love that. And the humans are kind of hiding amongst them. So the the, the killbots can't tell which is a real human or not. Very smart. Still seems risky, but yes. Oh, 100%. But I guess what are you going to do? It was going to get in. The other one was going to get in from the other side. Yeah, it's like you got to just kind of go with something. And Rick screams, Ferdy now! And Ferdy pulls away a curtain from a large object behind the mannequins. It's a bank of mirrors. So when the killbot's laser beam hits the mirror... Oh, is that how lasers work? Does it... Yes, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, Allison. I looked it up, and that is how how they work. That's how lasers work. 
The laser hits the mirror and bounces back, electrocuting itself. Sure. Unfortunately, as they all try to run away, Linda is hit by the by the bouncing laser, killing him, killing her, and unfortunately driving Rick insane. Obviously. In his in his rage, grief, and despair, Rick jumps onto a little security golf cart and slams into this protector three, causing himself and the killbot to explode with, le- with electricity, killing them both. And Ferdy collapses, oh, devastated to see his friend die. So now, Allison, we are down to Allison. Ferdy and Allison. Ferdy and Protector One is oh, left. Oh, there's still one more Protector. Still one. We got two down, one to go. So now they're like, we have to split up to look for a door to the roof. So they don't actually know how to get there. Because it's like, yeah, who's been on no the roof ever, of the mall? Yeah. So Only they the guys who work up. in the security thing. <laughs> Exactly. So they end up getting split up. And of course, as soon as they do, Allison finds a storage room. She turns to see Protector One is cornering her. She screams for Ferdy, who busts in and shoots the killbot directly in the eye sensor, which luckily disables its laser ability. Oh, amazing. So while it can chase them down and kill them with its little grabby hands and shoot the taser <laughs> and choose the, shoot the sleeping darts, it cannot shoot the laser, Lasers. which is And the laser is the important. most lethal. A hundred percent. It turns and it chases Ferdy back into the mall, and he screams at Allison, get out of here, save yourself. Just as the killbot picks up a fire extinguisher and whips it at Ferdy so hard it knocks him unconscious before turning on Allison. She runs into a pet store, and then there are two sequences where I'm like, you just needed, you just wanted to put this in a movie somewhere, so now yeah. we're just going to do this before yeah. she, Allison, like, assumes her power, you know? She runs into a pet store and she bashes in the door with a trash can and hides on, like on a low shelf behind um, bags of dog food. Okay. And when the killbot comes in, it just starts because it's so wide. It's just knocking over all these tanks and aquariums. <laughs> oh, this so, is in the trailer. Making a huge mess. So all these snakes and spiders immediately no. start crawling all over Allison, no. who must stay silent and not scream. Not this Allison. She couldn't do that. <laughs> right. You'd be screaming. You'd be there, but you'd be screaming. I'd be screaming. Thing you. Yeah. <laughs> So unable to detect Allison, essentially due to its damaged lens, the protector leaves. My thing is, just stay there. Yeah. You were safe. It could It already thinks that that's empty. Exactly. So if it can't find you now, it's not going to be able to stay. Just stay there till dawn. Yeah. Unfortunately, Allison has different plans because she emerges into the mall to try to still find, get down to the garage ostensibly to escape. The protector is has a hard time finding her. And we see at one point Allison is dangling from the balcony and sort of just walking with her hands so it can't detect her in any way. Which is very smart, but also smart, at this point you're kind of showing off, you know? Yeah. And she, it, she slips and falls into a stuffed animal display. Okay. Uh, and, and the sound of her falling alerts the killbot. Luckily, Allison realizes she still has the flare she jammed in her shirt earlier. And she's able to crawl to the closest store, which is Ellis Paint Company. And she busts through the front door glass, literally just like with her arm. She just like yeah. punches the glass. Doesn't it's like not real at this glass point. anymore. And she she takes cans of paint and paint thinner and varnish and throws them all over the ground. And the protector, of course, has noticed the sound. And she's screaming, come on, you bastard. But when it bursts through the front window, it can't drive on the wet paint and the varnish and everything. It's trudged a slip oh. and slide. See, it cannot it's get like a there is always a flaw. Exactly. So Allison's able to scramble past it and turns to the protector and says, and tells the tells the killbot, "Hey, have a nice day," and lights the flare and throws it into the paint uh, the pool of paint thinner, which explodes, obviously, killing the killbot. 
That was Killbot so- one. That's the last one. Last one. Killbot's destroyed, and its little claw hand flies off of it and flies next to her, and she considers it before crawling away. And she makes it down sort of in the main courtyard area, and she hears a voice yell, hey. And thankfully, it's Ferdy. Oh, good. And it's obviously like he got hit like on the back of his head or something, so he's holding a bloody, uh, like, roll of toilet paper he was using to stop the blood. But the way he holds it, it's like he's, like, holding it out to her, like, waving or something, which is fun. And he smiles and tells her, hey— Nice shot. And they run to each other to embrace as the sun rises over the Park Plaza Mall. However, Allison, at the end of the credits, a fourth protector rolls out into the mall proper, presumably from the roof, I don't know, and says, and says, thank you. Have a nice day. The end. Wow. Wow. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. What a, what a film. Allison, what do you think are some fatal mistakes that people may have made in the film Chopping Mall? Fatal mistakes. Going right to the source. I'm saying inventing killbots. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if we this don't is, need yeah. these. They had too many um, or too few. Um, barriers to becoming killing yes. machines from just being uh, middlemen of mall security. <laughs> I guess to me, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's one thing to say, hey, we have a taser, or hey, right. um, they shoot sleeping darts, or hey, they shoot lasers. Why do they shoot all lasers? of them? Yes, they lasers don't properly really explain is that. the thing, because like, the taser and the sleeping darts, it's like, I guess the goal is to detain a bad guy until, like, a human can get there sure, and then, which like, makes sense. assess. It's still terrible security and terrible policing, but at least, like, you're not murdering anybody. Lasers are just weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I don't know. I don't think there is a real answer. I think they, you know, much like every vaguely sci-fi film we've done, scientists— did not ask themselves, should we do it? They simply asked, can we? And in this case, they really could. They really until could. Until f- lightning struck the building and yes. ter- reprogrammed these things instantly into killing machines. Yes. Which they should have maybe known about. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I think if you can develop basically like an AI robot that patrols a space and can work with other robots— Yes. You should know if lightning will affect its ability to separate right and wrong. Yeah, I agree. You know, and who's to say, I mean, if I ever got hit by a, a lightning, if I would be able to tell between right and no, wrong, we don't maybe know. I wouldn't. I don't know. Don't I generally know. don't know. I don't know. But um, if so, I should not be allowed to patrol the mall. Yeah, you that's know? true. And if lightning has rendered me a kill, a kill bot, a kill yes. human, I should not be allowed. Yeah, I'll have to go back to school. Find new and, work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's okay. some other part of a part of my interests for sure. Yeah. But I think all of the partygoer mall workers did a great like every step oh, of the way. Yeah. I'm like, you're doing great. You're making great choices. You're being innovative. You're being thoughtful. You're thinking ahead. Like, you know, they were doing their best. It's really just the people at the top. There are so many moments where it, it, this was a different movie. They could have made dumb mistakes. And all of them really were doing their best possible version of themselves. Yes. Absolutely. And then, Allison, where would you place Chopping Mall on the spooky scale? The spooky scale. This feels like a one. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. Love it. And I do think the idea of like being, tra- like you hear like those doors go down, like that's a scary moment because you're like, well, this is it. Um, but other than that, I mean, just yeah. the robots, their little voices, their stupid hands. We're in a mall. It, you know, it's not that scary. Yeah, I really like, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I think one's fair. Um, I think it knows what it is. You know, yes. I think to have the person who invented the killbots at the beginning say, there's absolutely nothing that can go wrong. Perfect. They know what we're in for, and yeah. we're excited to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that seems totally fair. And, again, you? as, as uh, I'm going to give it a one as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I hope, we hope you enjoyed the first um, movie of Halloween. Halloween is off to a riotous start. <laughs> yeah, I haven't decided. I've, I've, it's sort of, it's like, I'm trying to decide between, like, movies from childhood that I never saw, mm. again, sort of in the blockbuster way. Yes. Or new movies that I'm excited about that I never got to. I so, think it's, it's Halloween. It's Hallie's choice. <laughs> thank you. And to have ultimate power makes me feel like a killbot, you know, yeah, um, and I think in a way. that's what you need. A killbot of of the mind and of the soul, and um, well, until next time, we hope you're enjoying your sp- a spooky season. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, it started. I mean, basically started in August. So I, I yeah. hope everyone's fully entrenched at this point. Yeah, spooky season starts pretty much after the Fourth of July. So, yeah, you know, welcome. Yeah, and, um, and until next week, please go to the mall. Thank and you. And also keep it spooky. Have a nice day. Have a, and also have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank you, and have a nice day. Keep it spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.